and we have kicked off. We are broadcasting live from everyone's homes, isolation. Uh, Ash, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm caged like an animal, man. <laughs> Struggling. But to be caged. fair, I'm looking outside the window and the weather isn't as great as it was earlier on in the week. So you're, I'm feeling a bit better about staying. You're caged. You're caged like a creative footballer in a in a cage in a football <laughs> park or a housing estate. Um, this this, this is, feels like yeah, being 13 again. <laughs> like cage football. Man. Yeah, 18 man in the cage. Oh, <laughs> One ball. Mate. One ball, everyone getting rushed. This is uh, Play On Podcast, at Podcast Play On. Myself, Ben English, uh, at Beer at Bants. Uh, all the details. We've also got Cal. Yes, I'm usually in the background, but, you know, today we've got to come out of uh, hibernation, haven't we? Everyone's got to come out of uh, quarantine self-isolation. That's it. So Cal's bringing the ball up from defence to midfield. He's, he's he's doing all the technical stuff. He's he's playing a simple pass, and we've got Ash on the wing providing the flair. Can, can I be Kante, just... then? <laughs> Kante, yeah. Kante, yeah, I'm more like, be... not Kante, Kante, yeah. <laughs> We're staying positive, we're staying positive. So, um, in this episode today, we've got lots to cover up. We're going to be talking about the season review of Player of the Month. Uh, we're going to go over the Players of the Month of the season so far, and then j- bit and a bit more time on general news. Uh, lots going on, obviously, with this coronavirus affecting everybody. And then we've got a cheeky quiz for Cal and Ash to take part in, and our listeners. So, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, hopefully, we're getting you through while you're working from home, or those who are commuting. Uh, giving our clap to the NHS and everyone involved. Um, so yeah, we kick start. We kick start, guys. We're going to talk that, that about players. On that note, sorry to interrupt you there, Ben. Uh-huh. But, um, what was your experience of that clap for the NHS there? Me personally. Mm. Uh, well, I, I'm going to get slewed for this, but I, I didn't even know it was going on. I completely, I didn't even know it was going on until too late. <laughs> till I saw so it was radically clapping. And I live, I live with a, I live with a nurse as well, and she didn't even oh. mention it. And then I looked out, no one was clapping in that area. Like I didn't hear any claps. I heard there was gunshots in South London, though. People were lit up. <laughs> 21 gun salute for the NHS. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know, you guys, did you hear everyone clapping? I was actually driving down to my sister's to deliver a care package of okay. um, disinfectant, toilet roll, and some other wow. stuff. So, um, you're, you're the true yeah. MVP. Yeah, so I kind of, I kind of was tapping my steering wheel as I was um, clapping for the yeah. NHS. Now they've been doing some amazing stuff. So yeah, man, yeah, big love to everyone. And you know, what? everyone else who's been helping other people. So what we've really seen is communities come together. So like we're saying, we are gonna like big up the NHS. But if you've gone out and you've helped someone, big up, big up yourself, man. Most definitely, yeah. Um, uh, my experience was, you know, I was at home and uh, I actually forgot that the clapping was going on. I knew that it was happening, but at that moment I was playing FIFA and I just heard all this clap and I thought, what, is it eight o'clock? And so, you know, I put down the controller and I went out onto my balcony and then I just saw loads of people leaning out on their balconies. I could hear loads of clapping and it went on for quite a while and some people were cheering and chatting. So it was just great to hear, you know, everybody in the area really getting behind and supporting our NHS during these times. Um, but yeah, um, these are adverse times. It's obviously affecting the football. Uh, so that's why we haven't really got any fixtures and results to talk about right now. But what we can talk about is we can talk about a little bit of a season review of mm. the season so far. Um, 
And uh, I think it will be good for us to focus on the players of the month so far. So we'll do a, a season review in a few different parts. And part one is going to be focused on players of the month in order to kind of find who is our player of the season. <coughs> oh. um, so, Ash, uh, yeah. what do you kind of think of the current players of the month that has happened from August until February right now? Um, yeah, so when it was, when we were allowed out, when football was on TV, um, when you could actually touch people without having to nudge them with your elbow, um, the season started in August and one of the big stories of the start of the season was Norwich and especially Timo Puki, who, um, scored away to Liverpool. Um, even though they were four nil down, he scored, he got a consolation. And then the game after that, he, he slapped in a, a hat trick against Newcastle at home. Um, yeah, really, really good player. Um, that kind of started on fire. And a lot of people liked Norwich's brand of football. And I think he kind of typified that. I know you had like Cantwell and Ben, ben Dia behind him. But Puki was like the main man for them. Obviously scoring five in the first three games. Um, and he was the kind of the player of the month for, for August. Um, Puki Party, which was his killing fantasy manager. I know, I know Ben had him from early. Come on. Um, Not surprising there though, is it? You know, I've always got a finger on the pulse. Puki was most definitely a big player in August uh, on to mm-hmm. September Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang picks up the player of the month award in that month any thoughts on, on that Ben? Uh, well he's Arsenal's go-to guy I think if you speak to a lot of Arsenal fans um, I know we had in the last episode they were saying he's in contention for player of the season for us Uh in contention with Leno, but definitely uh, scoring goals, uh, netting five times during September and just being there for Arsenal, getting involved, um, rightfully so. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be a shame if we lose him. I know he's on one year left of his contract and that recent FaceTime video with Botang sort of saying, oh, you've got a sign of Arsenal and he just sighs and he's like, <sighs> and he's just smiling. I think that's quite telling for Arsenal fans. So uh, rightfully so. Uh, Aubameyang could be Arsenal's player of the month almost every month from August up until recently. Yeah. <laughs> most definitely, the real, real rap. I feel, rap. I do feel, I do feel. Then if he was, and I keep saying this every episode, like if he was played in his more natural position up front, he'd have a lot more, a lot more goals and opportunities. But even getting goals and stuff like that out on the left or so uh, is a testament to him. So no surprise there for Aubameyang during the dark days of. Um, the previous manager. So moving on to October, we have Jamie Vardy. This guy was Jeez. absolutely on fire. Any thoughts on Jamie Vardy there? Um, yeah, no, he's doing bits. Um, so that that also included the the game where um, Leicester went to Southampton and beat them nine 0 So he got um, in that game he got three goals and an assist. Um, it also included the two one win against Burnley, where again he got um, a goal. And did really, really well. He was he still he was top goal scorer for a long time. Um, got to 17 goals before Christmas. Um, mm. It's kind of slowed down for him more recently, but yeah, he's back at the top of the charts now. Um, yeah, that top talent. Like I remember when we had Seth on, he spoke really highly about Jamie Vardy and saying, "Listen, I think he put him in one of his like, overall teams of like Premier like teams of the <clears> of the decade." Um, and I think he's he's an amazing striker who's still doing it at a really high level, even at the age of 33. I think having the, uh, retired from international football has yeah. definitely had a great effect on him staying sharp, him staying mm. fit and wanting to be... I mean, the hunger's always there, as we can tell. He's like, 
non-stop persistent and then working with Brendan Rodgers one of the sort of best attacking managers and technical managers has, has had him running into spaces uh, and just having a link-up play there for him yeah um, his Every, movement his movement's looking sharp mm. And, um, it's, a, yeah, it's amazing how little football he actually plays. Like he's hardly ever on the ball. He's just mm. always kind of on the shoulder, waiting for the ball to come through. And when it comes, he's deadly at actually just putting it in the back of the net. Yeah, and he had added incentive with everyone giving him chance about his wife calling his wife a snitch. Uh, yeah, his wife oh, was yeah, a brass. Uh, yeah. So he was. I, I love Vardy as well because of his banter. Like he'll score, and then his celebration against Sheffield United. Um, they hated him. His celebration against Palace, doing the eagle. Um, he, he does love the banter. It's sort of, it's, it's still needed. I know Jesse Lingard used to do it with the dancing, but he's fallen off. Uh, so Vardy's <laughs> goal celebrations, giving it back to the fans, is what you want, and you want to see that as well. So yeah, big yeah, up Vardy being Player of the Month for October, November. Cal, we got Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. This guy, he's. I think a lot of people would agree that he is just as good as Mo Salah, if not even better. He's better. 100% I mean, he's better. Some of the things that he does with a football are absolutely ridiculous. And if you look at the way that Liverpool play, they often play with Salah being the furthest player forward and Mane having to get involved in a lot more of the kind of off-the-ball kind of running and closing down and also with the link-up play and providing chances for Salah. So for him to have to actually do a lot more of the legwork and also be get, making his runs from deep, getting up top and getting the opportunities to score goals and score just as many goals as, as Salah, I think, I think he's an absolutely incredible player. Yeah. And in that particular month, he's gone and scored three goals and gotten an assist. So, um, yeah, I think I think he was a solid choice for manager. Of, uh, sorry, player of the month in November. He was he was already on the way to getting his goal completion. So he got 22 goals last season and then mm. he's on 14 goals with 10 games less. So that's that's remarkable. And he's all around play. I mean, technically, I think Salah's better, uh, but he's sort of... Ooh. I think Ooh. what he does with the... Personally, sort of his dribbling, shooting like the how he bends with his left, and then his roll, how he backs in and rolls players off dribbling. But all round, Mane's is direct, bet big in the air, uh, sort of more direct and more more robust and powerful, should I say? But sort of technically wise, I'd, I'd say Salah over Mane. But in a game all round, but that's the way you know it is a comparison of like Messi over mm. Ronaldo, sort of technic technically over just yeah. So, I, I, I'm a big I'm a big Mane fan, as I've said on mo mo many things, and I just think his clutch moments are what kind of makes him stand out. There's been times yeah. where I think there's certain times you've been looking for salary, he hasn't quite done it, but Mane always always shows up for them. Um, mm. And yeah, for actually, he's my player of the season so far. Like I know he's for one period a month in November, but he'd probably be the person I'd go for. Yeah, yeah, that's a shout. I, I don't disagree with that. And then backing it up, another Liverpool player the month after, Trent Alexander Arnold. Did um, don't don't leave your baby mums around him. Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he had a, he had a big season. So obviously he got the goal, um, three assists, clean sheets. I remember in December, Liverpool went away to the Club World Championships, came back, won that trophy, still won all of their Premier League games, and kept back a bundle of clean sheets as well. And he was he was crucial to that, um, especially in that game away to Leicester when Leicester were kind of their closest rivals. They went there, one four nil. He got three assists and a goal. Like absolutely bossed it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, like thoroughly deserved in December. 
I think it's amazing the way he's developed his game. You know, he's taking set pieces and everything now. Um, not only is he helping in the defense, keeping clean sheets, but he's also helping with the attacking returns as well. Um, Defensively, he's still a bit sus, though, wouldn't you say, I think? The thing, yeah. you think the fact that he's so attacking-minded that he naturally pins back the opposition's winger and fullback. So that I know the best form of defence is attack, so they say. So he's attacking and he's so high up that it, his defence, his defending is sort of covered by Fabinho and on the left side, is it Van Dijk maybe? So it's when it maybe comes to one-on-one against a tricky winger or fullback, then he can... He can come unstuck, but uh, he, he can't. He have... holds it. Like trust me, I think that's the debate that they're having in England as to whether like Wambasaka should play over him because defensively Wambasaka is seen as the better fullback. I would but offensively, agree. But offensively, oh, yeah. what what Trent offers, like his distribution, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. The one thing I think about Trent though is I think he does get his hand kind of held for him a few times. So Henderson's on that side. Gomez yeah. on a lot of like a, a lot of work that doesn't get the praise but he covers a lot of ground on that right-hand side to make sure that Trent can actually bomb forward. So just an honourable mention to um, to Joe Gomez as well, who I think has been exceptional. Yeah, hopefully he gets the call-up for, for England. Um, couldn't they then play like Trent further up and then one for sucker behind him? Maybe. That would be Maybe. tasty for... Because remember, he's Trent's a, Trent's a central midfielder. That's where he started. Mm-hmm. And then they put him to right-back. So, yeah, why not? Makes more sense. Makes more sense. There's something to plunder if we ever get the Euros. Kind of explains his lack of uh, defensive uh, capabilities there as well. Mm -hmm. And then Um, we've got January. Sorry, Cal, go on. You're carrying on. I was just going to say, yeah, moving on to January. The greatest striker in the Premier League ever. Controversial. Whoa. Oh, come on. It's it's, come on. Over Omri? Yeah, come on. Really? Yeah, we're not talking player. We're talking as a goal scorer striker. Come I'm on, man. a lot of goals. Yeah, you know what? Um, and that, guys and um, ladies and gentlemen, is um, our topic for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour discussing that. Whew, that is a big shout, Ben. Numbers don't lie, man. I mean, I, I, I think then if Aguero could do it in the Champions League final to then further elevate him, but in terms of hat-tricks, goals, all right, he's playing in a better... T- I mean, well... I mean, this is this is the argument my Spurs fans say. Like, if Kane was playing in the Man City team, then he'd be the greatest striker, of all, you know, in the Prem. Ooh. But Aguero's playing in the best team, the best system, so he's going to be the best, arguably. But I just think what he does, goal scoring. I'm not. I'm talking. Henry is a better player. Like naturally, everything. Henry Henry can play across the three. He's dribbling. He's assists. He brings everyone in. But for goal scoring, oh, you're just, saying as a shooter, you're saying as a, as a, as a yeah, 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 yeah. As goal scorer, striker, goal scorer. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, guys, I think uh, Ash is most definitely right. This is probably a discussion for another. <laughs> um, but um, it, 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 he has had a pretty good season um, yeah. in terms of scoring returns, and in Phenomenal January, season. he did grab six goals and get an assist. So yes. he's most Slapped definitely the player of the assist. month for January 2020. And that's while um, playing injured as well. Mm. And, you know, 16 goals, 22 games, um, even, you know, doing it, doing it all, doing it all. Yeah. So yeah, big up Serge. There you go. Um, so moving on to, uh, the latest player of the month, which is Bruno Fernandes in February. Jeez. What an, like, what an impact. So he's kind of single-handedly just brought United season from what looked to be really poor, really kind of um, anticlimactic to um, them pushing for fourth 
um, a Champions League spot. And obviously, I think the thing about him is he's started to make other people play a bit better as well. So because he's retaining the ball, there's less pressure on the, on the defence. Martial's got someone to link up with. Um, every like everyone around him is starting to to look a bit better. Um, yeah, and they and they've had some big wins. They went to Chelsea. Obviously, they beat City. Um, they beat Norwich. Like, yeah, just quality, man. Like, real, real quality from him. Like, what, like, what a signing. What a signing. Yeah, they were calling out for like a creative number ten, and mm. his his movement to sort of off the ball, but also his forward thinking. There were times where the Man United players weren't even on the same wavelength, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, sugar, I should, I should have been in that position, or I should have moved there." So to have someone of his quality and used to playing at the high end of like the pressure of playing in Portugal. Um, it's, it's been a great purchase. Should be interesting to see what happens with Pogba uh, and him complementing each other. Yeah, because I think I think it works. I think the two of them work. If you can get a DM, then it works. But also, I think just his responsibility of taking things like the penalties on board, yeah, free kicks. Like, yeah, yeah, he's saying, "Yo, like, I'm here. I'm going to lead this team," and he's done. He's done what he's wanted to do. So yeah, big, big, like big respect to him. Big respect yeah. to him. So that's our players of the month review. As we move on to general news, um, the first one, obviously, with the coronavirus, all football below National League to end. Um, so the f- leagues all below uh, the National League, uh, all football in England below the three divisions will make up the National League, will end immediately and all results will be expunged. Um, no promotion, no relegation. That's, that is crazy. Um, do you think, because it's the lower leagues, guys that they that they FA would just sort of say oh they just get on with it and they won't mind and you know there's no real money and publicity so they won't kick up a fuss they'll just have to deal with it um it's a shame it's a shame that it's been dealt with like that but is, is this the best thing moving forward I think um because there's less money down there the FA can say like okay cool if say that a team was was going to go for, for a promotion it would be financially viable for them to go up they can support that a lot easier than they can the higher up the chain. Mm. So I think they have to they have to make a decision down lower down, and then but I think what they'll do is they'll float this decision, see how it's resp- how it's taken, at, with maybe the view of potentially having to do that further up the leagues. So if you start with kind of like the the smaller leagues first, see how it's taken, see how it works out, then you can maybe see well what if we would need to do it further up the leagues because things like promotion, relegation, um, like titles. It's gonna get really sticky, does, really, really yeah. sticky, very, very soon. And I know that we've kind of we've got a date for when we hope they need to come back. I'm, I don't believe the league will come back on that date. And as a result of that, they need to kind of think about uh, what would it look like if the league was to kind of just be kind of like uh, null, like null and void. And I think if you do that in the lower leagues first, it's easier to kind of make it more acceptable yeah. in, in the higher mm-hmm. leagues. I think that's a good point. I do think doing things in the lower leagues, it's in terms of sort of a collateral damage, it's going to be easier to sort of try things out and test them and see how it works and mm. then be able to learn lessons from them and apply what you've learned into doing things at the bigger leagues where obviously there's going to be much bigger consequences. So I, I do think it's right for them to kind of take this approach. Mm. Um, it's obviously... Um, a situation, unprecedented situation where something has to be done and no matter what they do, I suppose everybody's going to complain. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping the rest of the season can be played out to have a late summer. Uh, I know that then affects the tournament football, but 
we're often missing. You know, I think they can fit in the two games a week and just fast track it. Um, well, the Euros are cancelled now, aren't they? The Euros are definitely pushed back a year, so that's not that's not going to happen. I think they're leaving the summer as open as possible to make sure that yeah, the season finishes. Have some closure on it. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, I know, I know you've made a lot of jokes about this, and especially for me, kind of with Liverpool, but if the season was to be voided, that is crazy. That is, that's, whew, like, that is an absolute madness. Yeah, I don't think that will happen. They'll, they'll, they'll wait for everything to, to calm down, the dust to settle, and then even if the players are monitored and they all play behind closed doors, we're just streaming, uh, so the games are seen through, but we just know fans in the vicinity could possibly be the next the next step and we just have a late a late end to the, to the summer uh, yeah, in terms mad. of the Premier League um, I mean Ash touched on the fact that um, uh, UEFA has postponed Euro 2020 uh, to create space in the calendar to ensure that domestic and European club league and cup matches have an increased opportunity to be played um, and uh, the FA have gone and said that uh, there is a, a part of the official rules and regulations that state the season shall terminate not later than the 1st of June. Um, so if we are going to kick this season off again, it's going to have to end before the 1st of June. That is a, a officially a part of the rules there. Um, however, the FA's board did agree for the time limit to be extended. Mm. Um so, you know, we're, we're going to have to see what's going to... Everything's really just all up in the air. Yeah. Um, although... There's a lot of waiting, isn't it? The, the collective uh, bodies for the FA, the Premier League, the EFL, the women's professional game, and with the PFA and the LMA, they all agreed um, that uh, the professional game in England should be further postponed until no earlier than the 30th of April. So mm. that gives us enough time, I suppose, to do a little bit of uh, testing and uh, to do some mm. social isolation. Maybe they'll be bringing the game back into sort of closed stadiums where it's just the players and the officials and, and no fans. Uh, I don't know. It's mad. <laughs> Quick one, though, because if, yeah. if you think about, um, so if that gets pushed back one year, then remember the year after that's the World Cup and the World Cup is going to be um, during the season, so this 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 really has a huge effect on everything that happens for maybe the next four or five years in terms of football, because that was going to be a massive change anyway. Now the fact that certain seasons are not going to finish on time, it could actually speak to waiting all the way till October, ending the season, maybe starting the season a bit later, and then potentially trying to kind of keep the seasons going for that like across that period through to that to that next World Cup, it's, it's, it's actually crazy. It's actually mad. That's set up a lot of logistical <laughs> issues. Um, yeah. There is there is one league still going, though. There's a Belarus, uh, Belarusian Premier League. <laughs> uh, the last standing league, uh, this football fast in newfound popularity. Apparently, they've signed 10 new, 10 new TV rights deals, 94 cases wow. in the country of Belarus, but the president is <laughs> not having a bar of it. He does not care. And he, you, you know, know uh, yeah, go on. You know what's crazy about that? Then obviously, like we talk about, like Bet three six five and all of those kind of places, they must be having the most bets on that league. Like everyone's, like everyone must just be doing like a crazy, crazy amount of bets for all of the other betting providers. Just going through that, that is nuts. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ten TV rights deals. I mean, yeah, clearly Ooh. Belarusian league is where the money's at right now. Yeah, we just have to say as well, but people are sort of like I know they've got a bit of time on their hands or they're working from home, just to be careful of any betting or yeah. just wasting, you know, just time or money. Just be careful those that are listening mm. and remember to remember to keep active and talk to someone. There was a really funny tweet to do with uh, the Belarus football that I'm just trying to find, <laughs> but I can't in the meantime, basically saying supporting uh, supporting some local team. Um so yeah, that's that's interesting to know. What happens? We shall wait and see. Um, on a positive note, we have got the news of the young Ajax footballer, yeah. uh, young twenty-two-year-old who suffered a cardiac arrest during a match, um, has finally woken up after two years, eight months, and nineteen days. The young player Abdulhak Nouri from Dutch Giants Ajax has finally woken up. Yeah, that's up great news. After the column, and that is really positive news. It's great um, news. So thoughts and prayers go out to him, and basically he suffered a cardiac arrest while playing against Werder Bremer in July eighth, two thousand seventeen. Um, and although he's not sort of moving around, he's responding to his family through smiling, raising his eyebrows, burping. Um, you know, they've, they've developed some sort of communication with him. He's able to watch football and and engage in that respect. Um, so sad news, but really positive amongst all this craziness that is going on with him. Every cloud, every cloud has a silver lining, and that definitely is one. Lovely story, that. Um, so, um, our last, uh, well, actually not our last news item, but an interesting uh, news item is the old... Uh, Ultimate quarantine. So this is this is the uh, this is the quarantine eleven players who have corona or got yeah. tested positive. And yeah, so this is players who have tested positive for coronavirus since the outbreak has kind of started. Um, we have a couple of players coming out of retirement. You know, it's like it's like Sunday. You know where like you turn up. Couple man down. <laughs> you got to call your brethren. Like, hey, bro, can you get someone down to play? And then someone turns up, and they're actually like a world class player. Um, yeah, he's so a ringer. You got a few call... ringers. Yeah, we've got a couple of ringers, and they're like they're tidy. <laughs> they're tidy to say the least. So, um, so in so goal got... is is um, Sportello, um, the Italian, the Atalanta goalkeeper. Um, right back, we've got Rugani from Juve. We've got um a defensive partnership from Valencia of Garay and Mangala. And our first ringer is none other than Paolo Maldini. Wow. Playing still left do a job. Back. Still do a Legend. job. Can still do a job. Um, in Greatest the left the back part, of all time? Greatest left back of all time? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, I, I don't I like know if he's the greatest the left back of all time. I'd definitely put him as one of the greatest defenders of all time. Because I think he was, he was exceptional at centre-back as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, then in the engine room, we've got Arteta, the Arsenal player manager, jumping in. Um, Maran Fellaini, um, who plays in China. And Blaise Matuidi, who's also played in Italy with Juventus. And then up front, we've got um, Dabala, another Juventus um, player on the right-hand side cutting in. We've got um, Callum Hudson-Odoi um, from Chelsea on the left-hand side cutting in. And then we've got um, Gabi Adini. Um, who used to play at Southampton, who's now at Sampdoria, and he's our striker. So it's a decent team, actually. Yeah, I remember Gabby Adini at Southampton. He used yeah, to score yeah. goals. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a decent, it's a decent, it's a decent team. So, yeah, man, that's the that's the that's the Corona Eleven at the moment. We will be updating it every two weeks. Um, hopefully, no. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, if they do have their podcast 11, if they want to hit us up at podcast play on at beer at Bants and let us know your team. But yeah, well done for putting that together. That's solid, man. That's got, you know, mature head, stability, bit of flare up front. Well, a lot of flare up front. Yeah, man. I like it. I like it. Definitely. Um, Obviously, we don't want any more players to get to get the virus. (laughs) Let's just say that. So if this team stays the same, that's a good sign. However, if better players kind of get the virus then we're gonna we're gonna drop them. <laughs> rotate it's a long season we need to rotate and risk players um, so I just want to give a quick mention to uh, something that might be interesting to keep an eye on going forward which is the ultimate quarantine the FIFA ultimate quarantine that uh, League 2 side Leighton Orient has started it's kind of like an esports tournament uh, where they've gone and contacted loads of other professional clubs and uh, actually 128 clubs um, have agreed to join this tournament. Um, it's going to be on the PlayStation 4 uh, on f- the FIFA 20 game. And uh, so, yeah, uh, there are loads of actual fixtures going on right now. Um, there may be some live streams and everything, but uh, we'll uh, report on this on our next podcast and going forward while there are no other uh, sort of real football fixtures to focus on mm. I think uh, focusing on e-football fixtures might be the best thing for us to do it's good publicity from Leighton Orient as well so they help raise the profile um, so that was really positive from it's, it's great I've seen our local team I've seen some bants going on online with uh, clubs and players atting each other, talking about the games and stuff. There was a guy from Germany that got a little bit butt hurt as well. And people were kind of roasting him and he was like, don't roast me, guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's definitely keeping the football community going. That's it. Um, as we end with the Corona talk, just lastly, guys, I don't know what your opinion was with different football teams and players agreeing to do a pay freeze. Uh, I know Juventus did a pay freeze for four months and then some teams agreeing to take a pay cut and then other players refusing, flat out refusing. So I just thought I'd ask you to what your opinions on that. It's difficult because obviously certain people, you it's, it's their money. They're going to keep playing. But it's just understand that this is a time that no one ever kind of could, could plan for. This is like a global, a global pandemic. And like we said, we need to kind of just kind of come together do what we kind of can and try to get through it as quickly as possible. So it's not really about you. It's about everyone at the moment. And the quicker everyone gets that into their mind, the quicker that everyone will get to kind of go back to normality. So, I mean, if they're, they're, they're football players, they've been well played throughout their career. Um, yeah. I think they should try to do all they can to make sure that businesses and clubs stay afloat and we're able to kind of resume as we were um, before this crisis started. I mean, I think, we don't know what everyone's situation is. True. Um, so with this FC Sion, they're a small club mm. in the Swiss League, which obviously isn't making as much money as the Premier League and the clubs in the mm. Premier League. Um, so for me, I think if I was playing for that club, I would probably try to understand. And if they were in a situation where they now have to offer the players reduced wages during this COVID-19 outbreak, um, just so that they can kind of keep the club afloat because, you know, they're going to be making money from ticket sales. They're going to be making money from the TV revenue. And if there's no more games, the club's not making any money. It's a small club. They're struggling. They need to ask the players to take a wage cut. And it looks like players just kind of jump ship. They didn't want to cut their wages and they just jump ship. But like like I say, you don't know what everyone's situation is. Some people might have 
mortgages and you know, they've been making uh, you know millions over their careers. Maybe they spent it, or maybe it's all tied up. Maybe they really need to earn some money, so they've left to try and find another way to make some money. Although you'd think you will still be on a reduced wage, so it makes sense to stay. Yeah, by the looks of it. By the looks of it, it's not. I mean, the two ex-Arsenal players have got the headlines because they're Arsenal, but apparently. There were nine players, nine sort of journeymen who have left. And this team is not doing too well currently in the Swiss league. But like you said, you don't know the ins and outs. Um, and you don't really know what the pay situation was. But I know there's some higher end players who are donating money for the NHS. Uh, sorry, the NHS, just for the health services and taking a pay cut, pay freeze. So more needs to be done in that respect. And then I hope this money can trickle down to the other clubs, the other professional, semi-professionals who are playing football around the world and they can be supported while everything is on hold. Do you guys reckon those ex-Arsenal players, Alex Song and Johan Jovo, have still got it? Obviously not if they're playing if they're playing in this Swiss, <laughs> obviously not because if they're playing in this Swiss Super League and I use the word Super League like lightly and this team is like eight or so four points from the bottom then oh Igalo came from China and he's he's still doing it in the Premier League yeah but Igalo's different to like age of song like song was a phenomenal player up for us and then he you know um the Daru guy less so but. No, I don't think the men could cut it. They, could they get into our Corona 11? You know, I don't even think they could get into our... Yeah, they're going to struggle. Our Corona 11. Um, so, be something to to think about. Uh, Carol, how are we doing for time? Because this will lead us nicely onto the quiz for you two and our listeners to take part in. I, I mean, uh, I, I guess this is a, an unprecedented kind of time. So maybe we can have an unprecedented extension on the time we record for as well. Okay, man. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Yeah, more content for our for our listeners, man, because yeah. they do they do anything else. So I'm gonna go with top <laughs> top goal scorers. Yeah. For the team, and I'm gonna just say the team, and I'm gonna expect a quick fire answer and fingers on the buzzers, and you guys can take part listening. As well, so you don't even know what team I've said yet. Ready? No, I know, but I'm just ready. That, like, Carl, what's your buzzer gonna sound like? Um, (laughs) 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 Have you got a buzzer sound? Are you gonna do the grease? I'm I'm gonna do that. That's a a grunt. Here we go. Right, so show us ready. So, first player is with 175 goals for Arsenal, Omri. Yes. 74 goals for Aston Villa. York? No. Over to you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good 40, shot. 45 goals for Bournemouth. Um, Wilson? No. There's only one other guy. Cal. Struggling. He's not he a prince. He's people. not a prince. He's a yeah. Uh, King, the uh, yes, yes. Oh, and Ash, Ash, you're not allowed to do them sneaky West London ones where you buzz in and then you go um um um. You've got like... <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Brighton got done for tax evasion. Dodgy. Brighton, twenty six goals. Yep. Murray. Yes. Um. 38 goals for Burnley. Bruiser, quick to elbow you in your face. Barnes. And yes. 
I'm not even keeping score, but listeners, hopefully you can do. Oh, this one, easy. 147 goals for Chelsea. <clears throat> Frank Lampard? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this one. Do you want the clues as well? I'll, I'll say the, the team and the no, goals. No, clues. Yeah, no Crystal, clues. Yeah. Crystal Palace, 35 goals. Brent Zaha. Yes. Everton, 68 goals. <clears throat> Tim yeah. Cahill? No. Brent Baines? No. Uh, Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> last, last guess, Ash, and then I'll give you a clue. Could it be? If... Nah. His second touch is a tackle. Second touch is a tackle. But Fellaini. No. No. Wayne Rooney. No, Lukaku. Oh, Ninety-seven yes, goals. Ninety-seven goals for Leicester. He'll soon be hundreds. Brent Vardy. Yeah. Uh, One hundred twenty-eight goals for Liverpool. Brent Fowler. Yeah, but I'm next time I'm gonna have to disqualify you. No, for no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. That buzz <laughs> delayed thing is like that's a par. You can't do that. Right, right here we sorry. go. My 180 goals for Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds like if you're coughing or buzzing, I don't know. <laughs> Manchester United, 183 goals. Rooney. Yes. And there's another question for another episode. Does Wayne Rooney fit into your all-time England 11 and Man United 11? But we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there to think about. Ooh. Newcastle, 148 goals. Easy. Shearer. Yes. Norwich, 33 goals. <clears throat> Timmy Pookie? Yeah. No. <clears throat> Darren Huckabee? No. Oh. I'll give you a clue. He's won the league and he's an annoying pundit. Outspoken. Paired up with Shira. SAS. Sutton. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Sheffield United, 15 goals. Brian Dean. Oh my God! Give it to him oh. now. What a legend. <laughs> Southampton, hundred. Oh, goals. Leticia. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham, hundred thirty-six goals. Tottenham, one hundred thirty-six goals. Defoe. No. Over to you, Cal. Easy. One hundred thirty-six goals. Yes, Kane. Kane. Oh, I thought uh, Defoe might be ahead of him still. <clears throat> no, Watford, forty-two. Dini. Oh my God. Uh, West Ham, 47 goals. Oh, this is this is difficult. Canute? No. It's not Close. a bad shot. Close. Not <laughs> Carton Cole? <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Um, Paolo De Canio? Oh, got no, Carton think... Cole, though. I've got a bit of affinity with Carton Cole, though. He no, I think I know me. who it is now. Oh, who did you say, Cal? I said De Canio. Yes. Oh, damn. I thought you were noble. Ashley was trying to distract me and cheat. Oh, noble didn't score that many goals, did he? He's got a lot of penalties, though. And last one, Wolves, 24 goals. Uh, Jimenez? Yes. Now, I would have oh, thought it would have been Steve Ball, but yeah. obviously Jimenez. I think it's got to be Jimenez. Oh, this is a... Uh... Oh, yeah. Prem. Oh, it's... Prem. If it's Prem, then yeah. Prem, yeah, yeah, Prem, yeah. Then it will probably be him. So, I was... goals is good. I wasn't keeping score but I do think Ash might have uh, edged that one. So well done. Yeah, if sure. People, Go people on, listening, people listening, if they were able to keep up with him. Um, we've got I think some Brian offices. Dean alone 
um, won it for me. I think Brian Dean was a difference. Yeah, but, but you that, that was pulling yeah, out your your antics. Yeah. You're like you're like and then like delaying it. Nah, nah. But what do you mean antics? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can give him a pass. I'll, I'm still gonna clap for. Uh, no, I'm gonna clap. I'll clap the NHS. Mm. Well done. So that's a good one. Thank you. That's a bit of fun. That concludes our quiz. I feel like the quiz master. I feel like Bob Holness or something like that from um, back in the day. Um, you need a catchphrase now that you're a quiz master. Um, Skeng mangroves. Oh, no, that's, 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 that's past the watershed. That's for like the. Um, and that. And that, oh, shit, anything I say is going to be corny. And it's and that's full time. And it's over the line. And it's over to you guys back at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we should probably wrap this up it's been a an interesting self-isolating episode and uh looking forward to catching you guys next time yeah man it was dope straight from my duvet that's it that's it um well only fans i share i straight from your duvet <laughs> stay calm <laughs> stay calm so thank you for listening i've been ben yeah i've been I've ash been Love, guys. at podcast play on uh podcast play on play on podcast at beer at bants and make sure you subscribe and we'll be keep hitting you with content and big up to cal on the audio and come on everyone take care thanks for listening peace stop recording